0: Thank <music> Hello and welcome to this episode of Take 15. I'm Lauren Foster, Content Director for Private Wealth at CFA Institute. Joining me today is Jim Coutre. Jim is a partner at The Philanthropic Initiative. It's a non-profit consulting firm that helps families, foundations, and corporations across the globe advance the art and science of their philanthropy. Welcome, Jim. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So a big part of your mission at TPI is to advance the field of strategic philanthropy. Uh, and to try and engage financial advisors. In fact, you've written that uh, raising the philanthropy question is a triple win for advisors, for clients, and society. It's a two-part question. What is the philanthropy question, and then why is the a triple win?
1: So the philanthropy question is really a moniker that we use mm-hmm. for um, advisors opening up a conversation, a space for reflection with their clients around their philanthropic efforts and goals. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be done as simple as a question. Think about your current giving. What do you find most rewarding? What mm-hmm. do you find most frustrating? Yeah. Or it can be not not question. It can be a, a seminar, mm-hmm. um, hosting something to, uh, to bring together families that are interested in thinking about philanthropy and let's say create a philanthropic mission. Okay. Um, so really it's that um, anything that an advisor is doing to um, engage in a conversation because advisors are in a really unique place. They yeah. have this relationship with the clients. Okay. They have their trust They're already talking about goals philanthropic goals and often life goals as well mm-hmm. And so they are able to create a, a safe space okay. like few others are to be able to get the, their clients to, just to Think and to explore and to really reflect upon their values okay. and how that should um, relate to their philanthropy
0: and why is it a triple win?
1: Well, it's a triple win because when people are more thoughtful in their philanthropy, Mm -hmm. when they align it to their values, their interests, and their goals, Mm -hmm. what we find is that they'll become more effective in their giving and more engaged in their giving. And over TPI's 25-year history, we've seen that when, when donors are engaged...
0: Mm -hmm. and feel
1: that they're moving towards their goals, Mm -hmm. they're going to be more generous of themselves. They're going to give more of their money, they're going to give more of their time, and they're going to be more effective. So that's a great win for society of more philanthropic capital going to pressing social problems Mm -hmm. and more effective philanthropy going to uh, uh, those pressing social problems. It's a win for the client, and research shows that there's this great value, this personal satisfaction Mm -hmm. that you get when you're doing philanthropy and you're doing it well. It also adds many times a new dimension to an individual's Mm -hmm. lives, and it gives them an opportunity to talk about and transfer values throughout the family.
0: Okay. So I'm curious to know, um, how are biases actually doing on this front? I mean, are they actually having more conversations with their Mm -hmm. clients? If they're not... Why not? Or, or are they actually getting better at this?
1: There's some, some good and bad news there. Okay. <laughs> I think we uh, at TPI did some research a few years back to, to ask that question. How many advisors are talking to, um, talking to their clients about philanthropy? Mm-hmm. And research, our research and other research shows 80 to 90% say mm-hmm. that they're talking to their clients about philanthropy, yeah. which sounds great, but if you really go kind of under the surface, you'll see a different picture. Mm-hmm. I think when we talk to donors and ask them if their advisors are raising philanthropy, We hear that, no, they're not. It's actually the clients that are bringing the topic up. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we see professional advisors are not doing it consistently. Right. And when they are raising it, too often it's in terms of taxes, tax incentives, giving vehicles. Okay. And these are the things that that they use to kind of check off the box of, okay, I asked my client about philanthropy. But when you're talking about philanthropy and you're talking about taxes and giving vehicles, that very... Uh, very seldomly inspires a donor, inspires okay. an individual, um, excites them, gets them to think more deeply about it. Right. So those conversations very often fail to launch okay. as opposed to when you talk to your clients about philanthropy um, based on their values, mm-hmm. based on their interests, based on their life goals. Mm-hmm. Those are the conversations that get traction okay. and get people excited to kind of think and yes. dig deeper and be more thoughtful about okay. what they're doing, what they could be doing, what they right. should be doing with philanthropy. Okay.
0: So why do you think financial advisors are reticent? Do they not sort of have a handle on the, sort of the language of the philanthropy or, or they're not educated Mm-hmm. Why, what, why does it behoove them to learn more about it?
1: So there are a lot of obstacles that keep yeah. advisors from, um, from talking to their clients about philanthropy. Yeah. Um, some don't feel that it's their job. Some yeah. don't feel they can get compensated for it. Right. But a lot of what we see is that advisors aren't talking about it because they're, they're not comfortable with it. They yeah. don't have the skills, and they're not comfortable with their own philanthropy. Yes. Um, so there's really two things there, and one is to understand that there's a lot of value in just opening the conversation up yeah. and letting the client explore mm-hmm. on their own and passing them to other resources. You don't need to solve it for them. You don't need to develop a philanthropic strategy for them. There's a lot of value in just getting that conversation going. And then also there's that that idea of Understanding your own philanthropy and being more right. comfortable in what you're doing mm-hmm. and making sure that, it's, that it makes sense to you. Because okay. when it makes sense to you, you're going to be more inclined to talk to your clients about okay. it.
0: So in philanthropy, and I guess in the nonprofit world generally, there are a lot of buzzwords. Um, is strategic mm-hmm. philanthropy another buzzword? Or if it isn't, uh, even if it is, how is that different from checkbook philanthropy mm-hmm. or checkbook charity?
1: So um, strategic philanthropy if you, if, if you want to call it a buzzword, sure, but it 's a buzzword with some great longevity because okay. it actually um, came across in the the early 20th centuries when mm. the the big industrial alliance, Carnegie yeah. and Rockefeller, diverged from charity, that checkbook yeah. charity that 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 's putting money towards the um, yeah. to, to the symptoms of the problems, yeah. and what they did is they switched it around and they wanted to take a very scientifically rigorous approach to the root causes of those wow. problems. Mm-hmm. And this was really the first time in, the, in American history that, mm-hmm. that we saw that, that, that focus on okay. what they called strategic philanthropy. Mm-hmm. So um, those same practices that they're using are very much the same ones we talk about now. So wow. it's, it's understanding um, the, the root problem that you're trying to address, mm-hmm. having clear objectives, doing the research and getting smart on the issues, understanding Mm -hmm. what what does it play, what are all the factors leading to those um, to those issues, and then being, uh, being very thoughtful in your planning, your execution, and evaluation. Right, yeah. So not just doing the philanthropy, but going yes. and following up and figuring yeah. out what's working, what's yeah. going as planned, how do we evolve that, how do we refine that?
0: TPI has done some work on, I guess, identifying best practices mm-hmm. for uh, integrating philanthropy into wealth planning. Mm-hmm. Maybe tell us about some of them, and maybe you touch on some of the, the bad practices that we should avoid <laughs> doing.
1: You know, when um, when I think about best practices for, for advisors, you know, kind of three things come to mind, um, and the the first is to to get comfortable. Yeah. So it's, you know, what we had talked about a minute ago, which is understand your own philanthropy, right. make sure you're in control of that, mm-hmm. and then to just pick up as just as much skills as you need. Yeah. Some advisors really make it a big part of their business to yeah. understand how to do philanthropic planning, but all no advisors don't have to do that. Right. So just some basic um, questions to, to open the conversation. Yes. You don't need answers. You need questions, and mm-hmm. you need to be able to create a safe space. Okay. Um, also... Uh, ask early and ask often. Right. So yeah. when there's major milestones in a client's life, like yeah. a sale of a business or a personal milestone, like children coming of age that need to learn about wealth, those right. are wonderful opportunities mm-hmm. to, to engage your clients. But you can ask whenever. Right. <laughs> you, can, you don't need a milestone. You don't need excuse. Um, and then the third thing really is make it personal. It's not about taxes. People wow. are not inspired to give by taxes. Mm-hmm. They definitely want tax deductions for their giving because that's, the, that's mm-hmm. allowed. But that's not why they give. Mm-hmm. They give because they, they want to have that personal connection to the world around them. Mm-hmm. They want to feel that they're giving back for something achieved. Mm-hmm. And so have those conversations around values, around right. goals, around what inspires them, what they okay. want to see in the
0: world. I'm glad you sort of touched on the tax question. I think in your presentation today you spoke about a lot of people think about tax being the the primary driver behind philanthropy, Mm -hmm. but in your research it was something like the number 12 reason. So what were the sort of one, two, and three in terms of what drives people to give? Yeah, Um, so the tax thing
1: is very comfortable for advisors. Mm -hmm. That's what they know. That's where they're comfortable. And it... avoids having to talk through squishy things yes. like values. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a lot easier for, for advisors to do that so that yes. they go that way. But really, um, when you look at you know, what inspires donors to give, mm-hmm. um, it, has, it has nothing to do with that. Yeah. Um, it really is about the kind of impact they can have on the world and, and the, the kind of value and the kind of meaning they mm-hmm. wanna put into their wealth um, and their overall life goals. Mm-hmm. So we say engage the individual, that way, Mm -hmm. and you're going to have more meaningful conversations that are going to lead to more effective philanthropy.
0: Great. It's a very important question, and are a great insight, Jim. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for watching.